Hey everybody, it's Mike here for a new app we're trying out called Wisdom. Here's what's gonna happen, December 20th, noon central time. Figure that out in your own time zone. We are going to be on the Wisdom app talking about the Mighty Ducks. You can join us. Here's what you need to do. Go to the app store, download the Wisdom app, search for us once you're in there at Quack Tech Pod. Follow us, you'll be notified whenever we go live. And December 20th, join us. We'll be talking, we'll be taking questions. We cannot wait for you to join us here. You don't want to miss it. We'll see you then. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese, bro, can you stop it? No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap, 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 clap. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. They're calling you Captain Blood. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, yo. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back for probably the last time this year that we'll all be together. So Quack question of the year heating up. I'm down to my final eight. So we'll probably get down to a final five or six, but a lot of good quack questions this year. Uh, it was, it was, I got it down to 12 and it's been tough to really knock it down, but that will come out next week and then we'll take a week off. And then when we come back, we will likely have the quack question of the year winner. Again, you guys vote on the quackdeck.com. Winner gets to come on with us and pass the torch and answer the first quack question, usually the first, we depending on schedules, it might be the second of 2022. But let's move on right now. We did call a bit of an audible. Uh, we're going to do a, a Mighty Ducks minute. And uh, this will probably be the last minute that we do that did not include the game changers minute. So I need to recalculate all the specific minutes. I'll just add those on to the end. But this is still just the trilogy um before that let's this since this is the last time though that we're all going to be together let's check in on kin token we're coming up i think on the five-year anniversary of kevin i think we've passed it at this point of kevin purchasing roughly three hundred dollars worth of kin token and in that time it was uh it went all the way down to like a dollar 29 or something it's been hovering around you know 10 ish 20 ish dollars kevin where are we today? Um, so today we are sitting at $40.83, which um, if we if we look at just the last year, we're up 123%. Oh, wow. We had a run this year, 2021. Big for Ken Token. 2021 has <laughs> just been a great year all around, hasn't it? <laughs> great. Yeah. So yeah, if we get another 123% return, We'll be at what, like a hundred ish dollars, and then you know, another 123 percent. So it'll take like two, three years, but we could get back up to 300 dollars with this kind of rate. So, uh, looking forward to that, but let's move on. As I mentioned, the Mighty Ducks minute, we're going to minute 158. So, this is minute 53 and 54 in D2. Uh, this was very close to actually a previous minute we did. We did minute 156 before, but this is 158. 
and it actually opens sort of on a scene change a little bit. So it should not affect kind of what we talked about before, but let's take a listen to this minute to set the scene. We were fading in on the kids sort of sleeping in class and uh, we'll go from there. So take a listen. Trust me. I need them here to practice. Well, they need to rest. You've been running those children ragged. They can barely stay awake in class. They're calling you Captain Blood. I am preparing these kids for battle. Can you understand that? We win the gold. We go on to bigger things. Bigger things? That's right. Please, Gordon, it's a game. All right. Very intense minute, but just uh, opening thoughts, initial thoughts, Tommy, on this minute. So obviously we've all seen the movies before. And so one thing we've talked about at the outfits and because you have these close up of them, you know, outside of their hockey year, that was like the initial thought. And I kept on like doing the like 10 seconds rewind to look at the, uh, the panning of the outfits. And it's just kind of like a lot of t-shirts though, like tie dye, a lot of like wild colors, except when Luis, who's being woken up by Miss McKay. I don't know what he's really wearing. It's like, they wanted to like, Hey, make him look, you know, Spanish. And so they give him like a vest and like kind of like a white pirate shirt or something. And he's clearly wearing like a gold necklace. Um, so interesting wardrobe choices. And someone is wearing a hat. And I think it might just be Jesse, but they don't really zoom on him, in on him. It says like not with an exclamation point. And uh, that's a pretty strong hat. I, I, I would wear that today if, uh, if I found one. I'm going to have to get a picture of this hat. I did not notice that. I did see Jesse. He was like sort of falling asleep and is wearing a hat i did not pick up on what was uh on it though but kevin your initial feelings after watching this minute yeah i i like that pointed out by tommy that uh Luis's, uh clothes are interesting uh we got the signature hat from Dwayne in the back um a lot of tie-dye a lot of that, that kind of stuff that was good um it was a very dramatic minute uh probably one of the more dramatic minutes that you'll find um some uh a really intense moment uh, and some some kind of like dramatic uh, dramatic acting, a little bit of dramatic. Is uh, that that was my big takeaway? Yeah, I, uh, I yeah I focused more on the locker room scene than the actual kids falling asleep. And you know, Bombay comes in strong. I felt like this was a great work by Emilio here, uh, Miss McKay. A a bit uh, I don't know robot like like how did you feel about her you know i canceled practice and just her uh performance in the scene yeah so that was kind of my my first instinct was um miss mckay was very rigid and i, I kind of chalk it into like here she's essentially thinking she's probably like hyping up like what she was going to say to gordon bombay and so she's probably a little bit nervous maybe or she's talking to you know an authority figure not really sure how he's going to respond um but I didn't really think she was that great in the scene. Um, 
you know, Emilio was really good, you know, for his, you know, 10 seconds of speaking screen time. Um, but yeah, like you're running those children ragged. <laughs> it's like, eh, could have been to have a better line there. Yeah, I, I felt like she kind of like tripped up almost too. Like, like maybe they had done a few takes and they just weren't getting in there like, ah, fuck it, we'll just move on. Um, this, that was kind of my take from it. Yeah, her, her like, I canceled practice. I was like, oh, and then it's like a close up on her face. It, she seemed, as I mentioned, very like robotic in that sense. And I thought she got a little better, but uh, yeah, Bombay, we mentioned Emilio Strong. Uh, what did we make of his, his, you know, I'm preparing them for battle and moving on to bigger things. Too yeah, far. That, I don't know. I think that really captured the essence. Um, I think it would have been better if, um, if it was like, I'm preparing them for battle. We win the bowl, gold. I go on to better things. That's what he should have. That's what the line should have been. I think that would have been really telling. Um, but it was, I mean, it was good without going over the top. Like I'm molding these young men for championships, you know, that kind <laughs> of like bullshit, like, um, but that's, uh, um, sorry, I got a distracting message here. <laughs> um, a coworker said, quote, he's a bitch, a whiny one too. <laughs> and, uh, this is not about anyone I work with. It's about an athlete. Um, we'll just have to leave it at that to see what, which athlete we were yeah. talking about. Um, but anywho, um, I'll tell Mike and Kevin off the air. Um, but it was, um, I've totally lost my train of thought. I, I was just going to say, you can really tell that Bombay is fully in the kind of feeling himself uh, throws of this, uh, of D2. Um, this is kind of maybe like the peak or, or, or at or near peak um, of his kind of um, descent or ascent get it uh into you know becoming that kind of captain blood kind of thing um and uh i thought he was really great yeah so obviously this is before the rollerblading and bombay sort of finds himself again comes in through the germany game this is uh a little bit before that but yeah i thought it was interesting that he was um you know preparing these kids for battle moving on to bigger things like was he do we think he was already like eyeing junior goodwill director of player personnel? Did we, has he had conversations already during the tournament about, you know, jumping over there? Or was this something that uh, went a little uh, after or happened after? I, well, good. I, I was just going to say, I think maybe somebody hinted at it to him. Uh, maybe, maybe it was at the party, you know, maybe it was uh, something like that. I think, I think he's got an inkling from somebody, whether he knows specifically what it is. Um, but I think he's, somebody hinted to him that bigger things are on the horizon if they win or mm -hmm. if they do well, et cetera. Yeah, I think Tibbles is totally in his head. You know, he got the taste at that party, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, he's talking about the shoe he wants to sell. Um, he's not just thinking about director of player personnel for the junior Goodwill Games, which is a sweet gig. Um, he's thinking uh, even bigger and better. And I think Tibbles has put that in there. Um, and he's really like, if, if this is my one last chance to get out of Minnesota kind of thing, because Tibbles has already also kind of shown him the other side of the coin. Like you lose, like you're gone. 
Yeah. What, what can I just pose a quick question? What What do you think would be from this position? What do you think would be a realistic um, aspiration for Bombay to be shooting for uh, to, to to make the jump? Because I, I mean, I think we can all agree that like dirt player personnel for the Junior Good Games maybe I don't know is a little I don't know. Um, no, I don't want to say beneath him, but like you know. <laughs> Just not like all that glamorous. Like, do you think he's shooting for like a college job? That's kind of uh, what I thought of, like college coach, um, or maybe he wants to be like, you know, a go-to hockey analyst or something like that. Mm. Like cultivating his image. Yeah, I like the brand building idea. I think, yeah, it, it depends on what he wants to do. I think if he wanted to be an analyst, I think, yeah. That's what he, he could definitely uh, sort of swing this aspect into that. Yeah. As far as staying in coaching, maybe, I don't know if he would want to go to like juniors where, you know, you're in Sioux Falls or something and taking the bus for six hours, but yeah, maybe he, he's looking at a college job. Yeah. Maybe like a smaller D one job. I think he could put, he could, he could flip this depending on, you know, how he does in interviews and sort of the PR aspect of it. I think he could have flipped it into a small D1 college job from there. But yeah, I, I like the analyst aspect. Like maybe he's an analyst for ESPN or, or whoever has the, the rights and he starts on like the world juniors or something. And they're like, oh, if you do well there, then you're you're on like, nhl coverage or whatever so yeah i think that's the realistic expectation to answer uh, kevin's question now you look at bombay like his suit kind of baggy in this aspect is that 90s just where do you think or is this um just a bombay choice was it was it like a mistake or is like that was that just the scene in the 90s where everybody was wearing baggy clothes including suits yeah the the pants were a little bit too baggy um you know especially in the the scene right before where he's making them you know skate lines or whatever kind of billowy um i think that was just the style like if you think about kind of like you know um you know slim fitting suits or you know you know nice form fitting it's that's you know obviously the style now but you you see like old guys now are still wearing like loose suits part of it because they're probably a little bit fat um but uh, i i think that was just probably the style at the time you know you wear a suit and it's you know and he can't afford a great tailor just yet Mm -hmm. i i personally don't think it's as bad as you would expect um i don't think it looks particularly baggy for that era because i mean you go back and watch like episodes of friends and stuff and like some of the stuff that like Chandler and Ross wear in that is just like absurd. Um, and I don't, th- I don't think it feels granted. You only see kind of his shoulders up in this scene, but uh, I don't feel like it feels like that crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think the like blazer the stuff is, from that era is just wild. Yeah. The blazer is good, but I, I think I am being tinted by the, the scene, the shot right before you get the full pants and the pants are really funny looking. All right. So I, I sort of, don't know where to come out on this because obviously Bombay is supposed to be being tough and like, oh, I'm preparing these 
kids for battle we're moving on to bigger things but to be fair it's it is gordon's job like that's what he's supposed to be doing he's being paid a lot of money to win games essentially even though it's it's these kids and you know at the end of the scene uh and this might go like a second or two over but mckay's like it's a game so that was like the last line basically was gordon it's a game and you know he could have fired her on the spot that's true could he have though oh i think he could have i think he could have gone to hedrick and say she's ruining our chance of getting gold get her out of there does he has he lost his pull at that point Mm. yeah that would be interesting because tibbles obviously brings mckay on without bombay's knowledge so this was a tibbles hire i i would i would really like to know what tibbles would feel about this like whose side would he be on here good question because i think he'd be on bombay's side i agree i think he is the win at all costs it's summer you don't need a tutor um they've got plenty of time for school after they win gold yeah, have we ever talked about that? Why they have a tutor and when it's <laughs> it must be part of like the junior goodwill games right. kind of like ambassadorship program or something. I don't know. Or maybe it's I mean that must be it. They must be learning a lot more about I mean they're not doing they're not doing math. It's probably kind of like civics and you know, world history kind of thing. They're not, you <laughs> they're, know they're learning about when the US was founded. They're they're <laughs> learning about when the US always dominated. Yeah. Well, so if you go back to the dates on the USA Today newspapers, it's it seems that this is in March. This is taking place in March. Oh, March. Okay. Okay. So you figure they're still in school, but yeah, I would assume it's not as rigorous a curriculum as you know being in regular school. But yeah, they probably have some sort of like education program that teaches the kids about you know the history of sport or whatever things like that so if you bring up an interesting point though with with tibbles and mckay or how tibbles would feel about this so tibbles where where we've lost the iceland game tibbles is, is stressing for his job and i do feel like he would take you know gordon side if gordon said mckay is distracting them she's canceling practice when they needed a practice i do think tibbles would probably side with gordon um depending on you know what kind of oversight there is and when it comes to like this education program on the junior goodwill games and how much is required but does this ever get out like does this conversation ever get to tibbles or is this something bombay and mckay keep to themselves i i think eventually bombay would go to tibbles if he overstepped her bounds again Mm. or what he viewed as her bounds um so i i think this one doesn't quite get elevated that high but i think it's close yeah i I think she gets to bombay if she didn't bombay would have gone to tibbles and say hey you know we've got a problem um but because she essentially convinces him like hey captain blood is bad um then yeah, I don't think it elevates. And they're both adults who, who can solve their own problems. They, neither of them kind of gets to me as like, I need to you know, go crying home to someone. Um, but I, I am still kind of hung up on the Captain Blood nickname. 
mm-hmm. it's um pretty awful like not as in like that's a terrible thing to call someone it's like come on you can co- come up with something better um and so maybe miss mckay misheard them mm. and if that's the case what were they really calling him yeah i mean it doesn't make sense so to to wrap up the tibble's point i can't see that where like maybe this one doesn't get elevated but they have, if they have another blow up bombay goes to tibbles and says hey, this is like, we're having an issue and he brings up this time and whichever the next time um, and then things go down. But the Captain Blood nickname is interesting because it doesn't really, I like, I guess it makes sense. Like he's driving them, I guess, hard to where, I don't know, their feet He's lead. out for blood. I don't know. Oh, he's out for blood. Yeah. I Yeah. So like, it doesn't fully make sense, but I guess there's some sense in there, but Captain, it have to sound similar i assume the first part would be captain but i don't know captain flood <laughs> captain <laughs> i don't know i don't know we can leave I mean, it they could have been like uh, said it quickly like captain fuckhead like i don't know that's, oh. that's clearly two syllables though it's like what was that what did you call him we called him captain blood and then yeah it just like comes up whatever comes up with him i don't know yeah, I, yeah, it was probably something inappropriate, and then Miss McKay didn't hear hear it, and then somebody I don't know, Averman changed it to to blood or whatever. But uh, I will say, so I was watching it with the captions on, and I did get a point. So Luis, when he's mumbling in his sleep, he says, "Not my best," and I am curious, what was he dreaming about? the game i guess or i guess that's sort of the implication that he was dreaming about you know or he was worried about you know bombay's wrath of him not being his best maybe that's something bombay told him i don't know but anything else maybe he was uh dreaming about how he was so tired that his pickup lines weren't working oh i like that yeah. yeah it was not his best when he went out uh you know on the town Mm-hmm. i like that a lot uh anything else we need to address here in this minute before we go to the mvps good foreshadowing i think in this scene in the classroom with uh julie the cat being the only one who's like trying to pay attention and we know that she's uh, an a student at eden hall um so that's just a really good um like in, in d3 it'll be a good callback to d2 She's also fresh at this point. She's she hasn't been playing and practicing all that hard. No, that's true. Well, she's probably been practicing hard, knowing yeah. her. But yeah. yeah, she she's had plenty of time on the bench. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I do. There was some also some good foreshadowing in the Bombay cutout was in the background as they as McKay and Bombay argued. So you know, later on. He throws it in the the dumpster. It's a whole full circle moment. I did like that that was there. Um, all right. Anything else before we move on? I, this is kind of more of another tangent, but do you think Tibbles was at the game? They almost forfeit where Bombay didn't show up. Like, what would Tibbles, Tibbles' reaction have been to that? Like, because surely he was at the game, right? Or maybe he had he had another engagement. Maybe he was watching like the basketball team or swimming or something like that but you know i feel like if he had seen it he would have been pissed yeah yeah exactly you would figure he would be there like he he signed he personally came to minnesota 
and sign Bombay to the contract. Like this is his team that he's going for. So you would figure they only play what, like six to eight games. He'd probably be at every one of them. Maybe he had a conflict, but yeah, that would be, he had to be pissed. And if he wasn't there, it obviously would have got back to him. So do you think he he like Gordon wasn't there? He's like, well, this is it for me. And he's like in the basement <laughs> with a noose around his neck. And then like the TV comes on and he's like, wait, I'm not going to jump off this stool. Wow. That's that was... in the director's cut. <laughs> yeah, that was very dark. Holy crap. That took a turn I was not expecting. But um, yeah, let's say yes. He, it was exactly what happened. Like he he just dipped out and was like, it's over. And then finally saw it saw Bombay come in in the second period or whatever. So you heard the duck call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, what's that? All right, let's move on. MVP of this minute. Tommy, who is your MVP? I think it goes to uh, captain blood himself. Um, preparing the kids for battle. Um, I think it was like good acting and, you know, I believed it. Um, so I give him the MVP. Uh, Runner-up is going to be um, Jesse's hat. <laughs> like it. Kevin, your MVP. My MVP is Bombay's hair. Mm. Uh, and then uh, close second being Bombay himself. Um, but uh, I, I, I do just generally, as a side note, really appreciated um, uh, the, all the wardrobe in the, in the opening scene or whatever mini scene of this scene. Um, so, yeah. That's what I'll go with. Yeah. Good flow to Bombay's hair. It had some good volume, some good bounce when he was mad. Really strong showing for the hair. Um, I would I would also give it to Bombay there. I think watched in isolation, isolation between Bombay and McKay, there was a clear difference in emotion and ability. So I'll give it to Bombay. Honorable mention to his hair, though. Great hair. And... That is it, Bombay, your MVP of this minute. Great minute. Very intense minute. One of the more intense minutes you'll find, as Kevin mentioned. And let's move on to the quack question. You ask us questions on Facebook, on Twitter, through email, on the Discord. We pick the best ones, try to answer them. Kevin, what is the quack question today? Quack question today comes from uh, Jay, who's at Token Jay Guy on Twitter, uh, and his avatar is the Ghostbusters logo. So, uh, shout out to that. Um, Jay's question is: Which is the bigger goal for the Ducks' legacy? Charlie's penalty shot versus the Hawks, or Fulton's goal to beat the Huskies and clinch a playoff spot? Loss means no championship, no Olympics, etc. I think he means Goodwill Games, but. Yeah, so very interesting question. So obviously, yeah, you need you need Fulton's goal to get to Charlie's penalty shot. Um, bit bigger goal for the Ducks' legacy. Interesting. So, I, I, can I jump in and answer this real quick? Or, or sure. give me, so, I, simply because nobody ever remembers the other shot, like in any sport, like. Nobody remembers what happened in the play before Jordan hit the shot against the Jazz. You know, nobody remembers anything that, that leads up to something like that. They remember the, um, they remember that last nail in the coffin. So I'm going to go with Charlie's penalty shot. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like Fulton's goal would be if they made a documentary about the documentary, Fulton's goal would be a good, you know, three minute section where they talked about like how important that goal was and that like changed the whole tide. But yeah, and when it comes to just looking back on, you know, the legacy and what people remember, they're going to start with Charlie's penalty shot and go from there because they lose the state championship. They're probably not in the junior Goodwill games, right? They lose, obviously, Fulton. They lose, they lose that game. They don't clinch a playoff spot. They're, they're District 5, but, yeah, I mean, it, it depends really on how much you want to, like, go down the road, I guess. Because, yeah, Fulton's goal started it. But, like, if, if they don't have that goal – then they don't know about the Olympics and things like that. They lay, they don't get to a point anyway where they're in can, even in contention to be in the Olympics. So I like the point though, Kevin made about, you know, n- nobody remembers what happens before then, but Tommy, your thoughts. Yeah. And you know, I think Kevin, um, Kevin's right. Um, you, you don't really remember it. It is obviously very important, but it's not the moment. You know, you don't remember like the fourth down stop that got you the ball before you scored the game winning touchdown. You know, the players will remember it and be like, oh, man, remember, like, oh, you think, God, what if we didn't even make that? We wouldn't even be in this situation. But it is the, the game winner. Um, you know, it's, you know, who kind of remembers some of those like decisions or whatever earlier in the game or earlier during a season? You know, it is true. Like if we were to do like the top 10 goals in my Ducks history, you know, I don't think there's any argument that Charlie's penalty shot is going to be higher rank than the Huskies goal, but Huskies goal, I think is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would definitely make the list of 10 biggest goals in, in Mighty Ducks history, um, which may be a future episode. Yeah. I was just thinking that that sounds like a great episode. We'd have to do some research there. I'd have to pull all the goals and really uh, look at them intently, but that's very good. Yeah. So we're saying Charlie's penalty shot, but yeah, maybe Fulton's goal a little underrated for how the general public looks at it. So good question. Token you could J argue guy. it's maybe um, the most underrated moment in the Ooh. movie documentary. Pardon. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, that obviously gets them into the playoffs and they go from there, but Charlie's goal, really the tipping point when you talk about, you know, finally climbing the mountain and being in position to even be in the Olympics, they need obviously both goals, but Charlie's goal was the moment that got him over the hump. So Charlie's goal. That is it. Good question. I will say, I forgot to bring this up at the beginning. So we're trying out a new app. It's called wisdom on December 20th noon time. I'm going to be on the wisdom app answering questions. I think we'll talk about the Applebee's $25,000 dilemma, I guess you would say. So we did put this uh, out on Twitter, but again, just to wrap it up here, wisdom, December 20th, noontime. I will be on there. We'll be talking about it. It's supposed to be like an advice app, but I'm trying to see how far we can push it with for them. So that is it. But to go back, we, Tommy posited free Applebee's for life. Plus, 
you know, a party every month for you and your friends. And free Applebee's means free for your family and one non-familiar guest or $25,000 in cash right away. Can I, can I tell you the actual rules? Because sure, your Twitter sure. poll doesn't do it justice. <laughs> I don't and have I think, a lot of characters, all right? Well, you should have done a screenshot. Um, <laughs> so it's $25,000 cash or free food and drinks that includes alcohol at Applebee's for life, dine in and take out. The caveats being immediate family also eats slash drinks free when you are present, dine-in only. One non-family member per visit also eats drinks for free, dine-in or takeout. With a larger group, you must eat your fair share of appetizers to get them comped. And the other one was um, one free party a month at Applebee's for unlimited guests. And that means everything is free. And we're also assuming here... Sorry, I was just going to say unlimited guests up to the fire code of number of people allowed in, or can we like can we spill this out into the street? (laughs) We're going on the roof (laughs) and spilling it on the street. Maybe once a year you get a block party. Oh, (laughs) Uh, and then I think also um, what you do is also um, you don't have you don't tip, but you you leave a tip amount so the servers are still getting compensated, Mm. Um, and Applebee's is just taking care of that. Yeah. So like you're not having to like, you know, tip your servers or whatever. Someone they are getting compensated though. You're saying, oh, I'm tipping them. You know, twenty five percent. You know, give it to them. So we put it on the Twitter poll again. I did. I had limited characters. I could not add all of Tommy's rule in. But eighty four percent took twenty five thousand. We got a lot of people initially taking the money, saying, you know, I'm going to take the interest. I think totally offside was really leading the charge there. Let me. He had some good lines. Um, there's a lot of stories about Applebee's and like uh, people Keith, getting sick. Yeah, people getting sick. Uh, Keith, who is not from the U.S., he said he visited New York and like didn't know any better and had breakfast at Applebee's on Broadway. Like that was his first <laughs> New York dining experience. Uh, but totally offside, as I mentioned, leading the $25,000 charge said I have to be, you I- know, Taking the interest, he said, I have to imagine his children would be happier with that than memories of a lifetime of Fiesta Lime chicken and bottomless curly fries. So wait, one one quick um, rebut to that. Um, I think the funny thing is that most people think that they are disciplined enough to keep $25,000 in a separate account and not touch it to accrue this interest. Mm -hmm. I think that is the, 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 the most fascinating kind of wild card in this because i mean you could probably take a snapshot of people in america and a very small percentage of people would probably do the to to enact the reasoning that most people are giving for taking the twenty five thousand dollars. yeah are you putting this 25k in an ira and like you know take it out when you're 60 kind of thing like mm-hmm. yes over 40 years like that would be awesome to have but then you're 60 and you're going to eat at Applebee's and Luby's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So, yeah. So I, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm simply saying that most people would go out and buy a car. And right. That would be what yeah. they do. Or you just put it in your savings account and leave it there. That's your rainy day fund, you know, or like, Oh, Hey, you know, we're going on a fucking amazing trip next year. Yeah. So yeah, as I mentioned, 25,000 out of the gate, people were taking the 25,000. It has sort of shifted. I'm getting a lot of comments now that, hey, I'm taking the, the Applebee's for life 
Um, so I feel like it's coming closer. But one thing we do need to determine, a lot of international listeners, listeners said they were unfamiliar with Applebee's. There's not Applebee's around them, so they'd have to take the money. So we need like an Applebee's adjacent for those international listers. Um, so I don't know if like Chili's is, is, you know, more widespread or Outback, Outback Steakhouse. Steakhouse. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know, but I, I do think Outback Steakhouse in the U S is a little tier above. Oh, absolutely. True. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's definitely the upper echelon of, of uh, chain restaurants. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like international listeners kind of let us know, like if you're familiar with the Chili's Applebee's is like a little bit worse than Chili's. I would put Applebee's and Chili's in the exact same category. Really? I would say Chili's is, is a... I mean, you might a have a preference over one, but there isn't like a noticeable, like not even, not, not price-wise, not like quality-wise. I would say they're almost the exact same restaurant. Right. Right. Hmm. Right. So like, I, chi- what I, about like Fridays? Chili's, Fridays, Applebee's? I, those I think are those are like all exactly the, the same. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I would say I prefer Chili's over Applebee's, but like I, I agree with that. Yeah, if you're so. saying oh Chili's is closed, but there's Applebee's is next door, then it's like oh it's the same thing. So yeah. fair point. But yeah, we we need to figure out an international equivalent to Applebee's because uh, the international listeners are taking the money when maybe they shouldn't be because we don't have an option for them. But we can we can talk about it on the Wisdom app December twentieth noon. Uh, for us, thequacktech.com, go there, contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us your, your choice for Applebee's or $25,000. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Bye, bye. Ain't no turning back. Got to be